Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks, and uh, we hope you're doing well. And as you know, we, we gave Stephanie a little bit of time off this summer, so we continue on with Brother Kevin. Stephanie's not going anywhere. She's going to be right back with us. But uh, Brother Kevin, we're so thankful to have you over here with us, and we're, we're thankful you've been part of the podcast this week. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and Stephanie, we miss you, and uh, uh, we know you'll be back with us real soon. We want to remind you that whenever we get together and talk about this, that you can always get a hold of us at the Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, just like it sounds, email address, and we'll find a way to Zoom, talk, telephone, uh, call each other through Facebook. I don't know. We'll find a way to do that, but we want to make sure we go ahead and do that. So every day we've been starting out with this joyful word. I was just telling Kevin, boy, we, well, I picked some doozies this week. All right. These are words I picked, but uh, again, words that we deal with that we suffer from hurt and pain and PTSD and all those things we go through. And uh, I think the word of the day, the word we think about people who are hurting, people who are living in that fantasy world we talked about yesterday, people who are going through the hurts, all these things we've been talking about this week. And uh, I, I want to give a word. I want to put a word out there, promiscuity. You know, uh, promiscuity is, is, a, is a person, uh, unfortunately, that... Uh, uh, I think that a word, uh, a monger of some sort, somebody who's out looking for things that only belong to the married, uh, that God gives us gift to the married couples, somebody who's uh, a man or a lady uh, who would, you know, be out there looking for things they shouldn't be looking for. And and we find that in a fantasy world. Or, or and, and a good thing that Kevin said as we close yesterday's podcast is we need to be careful that we don't think we're entitled to uh, an affair or a relationship. And, and, you know, God never uses the word affair. Uh, people in this world use the word affair. God uses words like adultery and mortal sin and, and things like that. You know, we, 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 we try to say, well, you know, old Bill, he just had an affair, you know, and, uh, old Louise, it was just a little affair. And, uh, but see, that's not where God's coming. Yeah. Fling is another one. Mm. There you go. Fling. That's even, that's even tamped down a little bit from affair. It's even, oh, just a fling. Yeah. You know, boys will be boys. Girls will be girls. Yeah. You know, that they're just, but, but God hates us. He tells us to flee fornication. Yes, he does. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. And, and it's so important to understand flee. It says over in second Timothy, uh, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And I, I want to end with that verse and give you a chance to talk here, Kevin, but you notice how there's two sides of this. We're being told to flee, to get away from all the sin, all that thing. And then we're given the reason there in Timothy, it says to have a pure heart. Boy, God loves a pure heart. So what are you thinking, Kevin? Well, you know, when I think of the word promiscuity, I'm thinking, you know, if if temptation comes, 
most often through the, the uh, this five senses, you know, the gates. Yeah. Was it Bunyan wrote something about the the, the holy war and the gates? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. senses. So the um, you know the most most promiscuity, you know, is, is is associated with the eye gate, but it's not just the eye gate. You know, I know some songs where girls uh, or guys, you know, for crying out loud, it's not it's not a gender no specific thing. It's not gender neutral. I mean, one gender uses it one way and, and, and you know promiscuity and, and and the other gender the other way but uh, you know there are songs where um, a girl may be real breathy and just it sounds really really attractive I'm talking about like really um, um, yeah like, mu- like there mu- music appeals to a sensuality uh, and, uh, and and I'm sure there's guys that can sound real raspy and sexy and and uh, so I know exactly. I think everybody understands what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. That's another way it can sneak into us. Boy, and music is a boy. We got to remember the devil was one of the greatest musicians in heaven, you know. And and uh, boy, he he loves to sneak in with those those types of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So we got to ask ourselves when we listen to a song. Hey, you know, is is there honor in that song that you know uh, that that brings me closer to God, or at least keeps me in the same place I am with God? It's a good question. Yeah. So if 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 the uh, if if music, um, or, or or the looks, you know, the dress or whatever, um, on either gender are are uh, promiscuous or associated with promiscuity. In other words, if I'm attracted to one of those things, God's answer is avoid it, flee it, pass not by, turn turn aside, turn turn the other way. Joseph fl- fled. Paul said to Timothy, flee fornication. Um, the the the, the strange woman there in the book of Proverbs, I can't remember if it was six or seven or five, um, it says that uh, she used all the you know various sens- sensory gates uh, of sensuality, and she said, I've decked my bed with perfume, myrrh, you know, those kind of things. Um, and she talked about the secrecy. Her husband was gone. He's going on a long journey. And she even talked about the conscience gate because she said i've paid my vows hey god's good with this so every temptation <laughs> that a young man would face seems like it's encompassed in these kind of scriptures and i i've just discovered that um none of us are strong we may be blindsided with something and and god gives us extra grace yeah. but i think that grace is kind of we what, what's the bible say um uh, fail not the grace of God. Um, you know, come short. Don't 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 mess up the grace of God here by wandering into the temptation of promiscuity or or providing it for someone else. And and here again, it's to keep myself from undergoing some kind of a a life changing, you know, terrible sin that someone else commits upon me or I commit upon someone else. You know, it's best just to avoid it. And then, yeah. God, you know, God's grace will be there in forgiveness. But um, God, thank thank God there's there's grace of prevention as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, th- this is what I think. I, I think exactly what Kevin's saying. I think that it's real easy uh, to listen to the wrong stuff, watch the wrong stuff, live the wrong stuff, think about the wrong stuff. But with just a little bit of work, just a little bit of prayer, uh, just a little bit of devotion, uh, just a little bit of getting on our knees and saying, God, help me through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of us, man or woman, every one of us have uh, within us 
what it takes to enjoy the fruits of a marriage. Uh, we just pervert them outside of the marriage. You know, our, uh, a one-person physical relation is a, a relationship is a gift of God when we get married. And we have perverted them, uh, you know, to the point that we think we're due. And we just got to be careful of that. And I know most of you listen to me on not that way. Uh, but I'm just saying, if not by the grace of God, it can be any of us. You know, just within the last three weeks, we've heard of a pastor steeped for decades in pornography. Uh, another, you know, down the road, another lady, a dear friend of ours, uh, you know, leaving her husband and running off with some other guy. And, and, uh, uh, and, and folks, and that just shows us that squarely that person we look at in the mirror can be susceptible to this stuff as well. So let's pray it. Let's lift it up to God. And you know, it's funny as we go into this verse, it's like, you know, God picks these words. I'm serious, brother Kevin, by the verses we choose here. And it says, chasten thy son while there is hope and let not thy soul spare for his crying. And, you know, there's a reminder uh, to all of us who are parents, you only have so much time with your kids. You know, you're going to wake up one day and folks, I'm telling you, my, my mother used to use the comment, the, the days are long, but the years are fast. And she's not kidding. I, I'll never forget when Debbie was in labor for Doug and when, and, and we were, uh, I was 30 years old when Doug was born. I was 30 years old or getting ready to turn 30 years old. We, we had been married eight years and, and it was, you know, we had a hard time having children. We thank God he gave us two. We, we were under the impression we weren't even going to get one and we, an all natural thank God he gave us two children and we're very thankful for that. But I remember it. So there was preeclampsia. There was all these problems with the pregnancy. I can remember that there was hospitalization. There was, you know, Doug was born premature. Debbie was going through terrible things. There was lots of doctors. I passed out when Doug came out at seven months. And, and oh, it's just crazy things that went on. I, I can remember everything were evolving around that. I remember finally he was born. He was healthy. And I remember they were uh, getting Debbie back in order and back in shape. And and uh, we were there at the hospital. And I looked at the doctor as I was holding my son. And they'd give me the smell and salt stuff. I was sitting down. And there was a nurse making sure I didn't fall again. But anyway. I remember I was holding my son and I turned around and I looked at the anesthesiologist and I said, it's finally over. And he looked at me and he said, no, it's just begun. And uh, folks, you only have so much time. What are you thinking, Kim? Wow. Boy, my mind goes all kind of ways. You say these things very, very well with good illustrations, brother. Um, you know, this is a little bit different than, than the thought you're chasing. Chasing thy son while there's hope. You know, God is the greatest dad and really our homes down here ought to be reflections of the way he does things and the bible says we chasten after our pleasure but he for our good and so god really like you said in another in another podcast earlier we we are we're coming out the other side of suffering even if it's a chastening suffering um in glory and so he's doing things for our good and so uh you know i just asked myself the question if god is chasing me to correct me and to keep me from getting kind of askew in some matter is it's probably you know kind of reflected in the way parents down here do it so i can think of times where my mother said talking about promiscuity say uh and i was a young you know young boy you know she's like boy the girls are gonna like you (laughs) and uh and and i think every mother you know wants their boy to be um you know desirable right yeah but um but there's other times where she said um i don't i can't remember her saying it to me i just wasn't that good looking of a kid but i know she said to my sister you know probably don't want to go out outside looking like that 
And it was something having to do with a little bit of the promiscuity thing. And, you know, bless our hearts. We, we have a God who says, you know what? Um, if your parents cared about these things, maybe I do too, you know, and we ought to, we can ask ourselves, Hey, um, Lord, how, you know, what should I be thinking about this? Um, and I, I remember God had to thump me, uh, years ago, I was working, working a job. It was a, it was a good job, good, good paying job. But I, um, I, I, I had a, um, just a, a situation where I was under temptation. And maybe when we come back from the break, I'll be able to share that if you yeah, want. Yeah, and folks, we'll be right back. All right, Brother Kevin, go ahead and finish that up. Yeah, and, and uh, Brother Pom- Promiscuity, I remember, you know, in, in the last podcast you talked about, or we talked about the, the strength of sin is its secrecy. So this, this woman, she was a decently good-looking woman. She was married. She said to a young single guy, and the, the single guy said, oh, man, you know, he was making a, a, a snarky comment. Like he said, maybe we got to get married for the weekend. Ha, ha. And as he said that to that girl, okay, and um, the, I remember I'm thinking the girl's probably going to slap him one, you know, because he's a young kid, you know, a punk. Yeah. He was probably 18, 19 years old. She was probably 30. She said, oh, man, you should have come see me last weekend. My husband was gone for the weekend. And I, I, and I just remember thinking, you know, that was just um, really pretty brazen of her to say that. If she wasn't serious, she sure planted some thoughts in me. But I remember, you know, kind of thinking, well, she is a good-looking girl, isn't she? Now, I didn't entertain the thought of consideration. But I remember God had to say, say what she did was wrong. It was wicked, and it was evil. And you need to recognize that in your mind. She's lost. You don't need to go rebuking her about it. But, um, you know, God knows how to thump us and, and say, just like our parents, you know, let's, let's, keep th- let's keep things right. Keep things, Bible says, marriage is honorable and all, and the bed undefiled. And, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Yeah, and, and we just got to remember as we close out this verse, again, everything we're just talking about here is there's only so much time. You can only employ so much of what God gives you because you wake up one day and you're watching your kids walk across the stage at college graduation. I'm telling you, it happened that fast. From that doctor saying it's only just begun until uh, Doug finished his third college degree was a, a, a couple sleep-ins. And, uh, and same thing with Daniel. I can remember Daniel being born. I can remember watching him graduate from kindergarten, my young and I remember him walking across the college stage and I was crying like a baby out there saying, how in the world, how does it go so fast? We only have so much time, folks. And a man of great wrath there in uh, verse number 19 shall suffer punishment. For if thou deliver him, yet thou most must do it again. So we're here we are. We're talking about a man of great wrath. We're talking about somebody who's out of controlled anger. We're talking about those people who have no self-control. Uh, and, and basically what God's saying here is they punish themselves. And, and you know, folks, we talked about this in an earlier podcast this week, but you know, these folks punish themselves. And, uh, and then it goes on talking about if we rescue them, you know, uh, you may have to do this again, a person who can't control themselves, but that doesn't mean we don't do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't we rescue those people, don't we? You know, those people who are out of control, get angry. I, I remember I, I had a deacon, and uh, he was our deacon, and, and, boy, he would get angry and stuff. And I'd talk to him on the phone. He was, he was the best deacon I ever had. Then he went bad, you know. Uh, but he'd check on me and stuff. And, 
Uh, this was a long while back, and our, our dear brother's in heaven now, but he got so mad at the new pastor, he was out of control. And I'd rescue him and say, you know, you just got to call the new pastor or whatever. You just got to call this person. And uh, But, brother, it was out of control. And, man, when you're out of control, you're not serving God. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, me and my an- analogy mind, I'm also thinking about what you said. You, you don't. It's just amazing that wrath does tie into lust and promiscuity. And um, that's not necessarily the thought right there, but, you know, I, I've been thinking about lately, you know, when it comes to um, uh, sexual sins, you know, promiscuity generally is, is, yeah. is dealing with that. And um, pornography, things like that. The best weapon against it is uh, to resolve your anger. Not to not anger management, but to resolve your anger. And, you know, the Bible talks about how to resolve anger. is for, you know, forgiveness and then recognize the... the uh, the sovereignty of God. God allowed this to pass his throne before it came to me. And so uh, I'm, I'm to forsake wrath and I'm to let God's, um, you know, wrath, as it were, uh, in, in its time break out. But uh, the idea is uh, there's a verse in the scripture that actually says, he that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity and the rod of his anger shall fail. And that was brought up to me in a message. You know, I heard a message a long time ago and, and the preacher was saying that, um, the rod of his anger is tied in with sowing iniquity. And, you know, sometimes evil thinking is thinking I'm entitled to something. I'm angry about something that took place. Ooh, if, if they did this to me and if I've been through so much, then I'm entitled to do this. And, um, you know, the best, I, to me, the best security in my life against falling into sin, and we cannot, you know, but by the grace of God, we're, we're all done. But, um, but the best security that we can have is to, to forsake wrath and it's just to not have what you're reading there, to, to not be the man of great wrath, that we're going to feel like, you know, I, I, I have a reason. Because it's usually the reason I think that people get into to sexual sin is, is anger about something. I, I couldn't agree more. We're going to try to sneak in another verse here because I, I think it's a, a good place to be. It says, here, consul... In receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. So it's like, you know, listen to consul, dude. You know, receive the instruction from that consul. I, I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes we don't want to listen. We need a teachable person. So this is talking about, you know, we need to be teachable. You know, people who get jobs, one of the things in the Army, I, I will tell you this, I can't tell you how many new soldiers stood in front of me in a 26-year career. I can't tell you, especially those last 17 years when I was administrative and stuff like that, how many people stood in front of me, and in five minutes I could tell how that person's military career was going to be. And I'd do everything I could to defy what I learned in five minutes. But you could tell, is this, is this person going to be right? Is this person going to work hard? Is this person going to get this done? Or is this a know-it-all? Be teachable, brethren. That's what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and if you are, you're going to be wise in your older days. And, and, man, I don't know about you, but I want to be wise. I want to go out of here good. Mm-hmm. I want to finish well. I want, I want God to use me. I want people to look and say, you know, Doug's a wise guy. And not in a bad way, wise guy, but Doug is, has wisdom. And uh, I think that's so important, Kevin. I think we need to be teachable. Even, you know, at our points in life, where, you know, you're a year younger than I am, and, 
And uh, I mean, but we're right there in that same area code of oldness. And, you know, as we look at this, we, you know, it's so easy to lose the teachable side. And man, we miss out on so much. Well, that's the truth. You know, your podcasts are so geared around helping people. And a lot of the help is going to be counsel. And how many times do people go for counseling and they're really looking to hear what they already, you know, think. And some of that's natural. You know, you've already kind of worked out a solution, but you kind of want to get a second opinion. But, but in, in reality, it all starts with saying, I'm, I'm going to be an empty book. You tell, give me some wisdom here. Take me down the scriptural road of, of something I don't, somewhere I've not been because you've been there or you know the way down that road. And... Man, that's that's the way. Like you said, I want to live there, and I want to go out of here, uh, going down. I want to live. I want to live in that area code, man. <laughs> I want to be in the area code of wisdom. Yes. I want to be teachable, and you know, I've found that the most dangerous things in my life are when I say, "Man, I know everything about that," or "Man, I got that covered. I've been there." You know, that's that's road I've walked on. That's things I've done before. You know, I had a brother that was. Uh, he was an original church member of a church I belonged to for 10 years. And he let me know all the time that he got up on that roof and shingled it all by himself in the first building. He did this and he did that. He lived his whole life talking about what he did in 1979. And, uh, and brother, he didn't have a teachable bone in his body. He was married. Then he ended up, uh, he was married to a woman who wasn't born again. She came to church and claimed some other weird thing. Obviously wasn't a member. And here's a guy where we're trying to say, hey, brother, let us help you with this. Oh, I've done this. I built the roof on the back of that building. Folks, never, ever, ever get to that place where you're not teachable. Never, ever, ever get to that place where you shut everything down. Just don't do it, you know, and be in that place where, yeah, well, what can I learn from you, sister? What can I, what can I learn from you, brother? I mean, be that human being. Be that person that's godly. It's godly when we take instruction well you guys have been great it's been a wonderful week i i thank brother kevin for being with us we'll make sure we bring him back and and uh, i wanted we started off this week and, and these words have been hard uh some of them you know they've hit you right between the eyes and some of them it's just something we got to look out for every one is something we got to look out for and we got to say man i I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to get caught up. I got enough problems in my life to add sin and things of that nature. So think about it. And some of them are easy. Like I, I've been hurt and I'm shut down. I've fainted. I've been this. And, you know, think about this week and think about what we covered in these devotions and say, you know, how do I dig myself out of these pits we get in? Or how do I stay where I'm at and get better? You know, the goal is God's not going to leave us where we are. He's going to make us better. If we can do anything to help you, make sure you find me at Doug for Wounded Spirits. I'd love to do a Zoom with you, talk what? whatever. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Helpful Wounded Spirits, if you need some help, maybe we can get someone on the phone with you. We need volunteers. We need partners. We need people to sign on. The crowd's getting bigger every day. We sure do love you folks. We hope you have a great day. And hey, listen, flash that smile out there that only God can give. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. 
for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.